Well, my friends, we've finally made it out of the Gospel of John and are back in our regular lectionary cycle of the Gospel of Mark. One thing that I've loved about hopping around Scripture is that while each Gospel has a particular context or view of Jesus, there are wonderful opportunities, such as today, to experience how the various Gospels are also woven together. So maybe we aren't quite closing the door on John just yet. As we finished with John last week, we heard that many of Jesus's disciples turned and left because his teaching was difficult. So difficult, in fact, they wondered who could accept it. The Greek word skleros which we heard in our translation last week as difficult, can also be translated as hard. It's where we get the medical term arteriosclerosis, or the hardening of the arteries. When the arteries from the heart that carry necessary oxygen and nutrients to the rest of the body grow hard and thick, It can restrict the flow of blood to organs and tissue in the body. Over time, what is necessary to keep the body sustained, healthy, and functioning is no longer accessible. So it only makes sense that if our scripture from John last week was about arteries from the heart, that Jesus' teaching did not flow through the body easily. That today our scripture would center on the importance of the heart itself. As Karen reminded us last week, it's always important to recognize how Jesus responds in scripture. What the text says and what the text doesn't say especially when Jesus is engaging with the Jewish tradition and Jewish spiritual leaders, because our Christian tradition has interpreted these interactions in ways that have and continue to have extremely harmful consequences. The Jewish spiritual leaders in our text today want to know, Jesus, why don't you and your disciples value the traditions as we value them? Why don't y'all practice Judaism the way that we do? What Jesus does not say in response is that the ritual hand-washing is bad, or that this Jewish practice is not important, or that it holds no value. Jesus himself was also a faithful Jew, who practiced and participated in Jewish ritual, practice, and tradition. What Jesus does say in response to these particular spiritual leaders is that they are hypocrites. Drawing from the prophetic tradition, from Jesus' perspective, these spiritual leaders were more concerned with whether Judaism, as they practiced it, was done the right way, and less concerned about the deeper transformation made possible through the embodiment of the rituals and practices themselves. 
For it is from within the human heart that evil intentions come. When we hear the word heart, we often mainly associate it with emotion and feeling and passion. However, the heart is also understood as the vessel of wisdom, the center of one's will and decision-making. Our text this morning challenges us as Jesus challenged these spiritual leaders to interrogate where we place importance in our lives of faith. Is it important that we all worship the right way? That we have the right kind of music? That prayer is done correctly? Or is it important that regardless how each of us embody our faith expression and piety, or the various spiritual practices we engage, that they are meaningful to us, that we are transformed by them, that our lives are radically changed and the decisions we make are very different. Jesus calling these spiritual leaders hypocrites is not about Jewish tradition, ritual, or practice. I hear in our passage a challenge and a desire for them to engage their shared tradition in a way that's meaningful to them and allows their lives to be transformed. As Christians, if our hearts are not radically transformed through Jesus the Christ by the rituals and practice that we find spiritually meaningful, how can we expect his teachings to flow through us easily? Some of you know or have read our community's Vision 2030, which holds our collective hopes and desires for where we believe God is calling our community. If you haven't had a chance to read through it or even skim it, I encourage you to do so. Throughout the document, we profess as a community that we are committed to radical transformation. We are committed that even when we find ourselves saying, Jesus, this teaching is difficult, we trust that God is working within us, that Christ has liberated us, and that the Spirit is empowering and guiding us. Our vision 2030 is not just beautifully crafted words in a document for people to read about our community. Our vision 2030, like our scripture this morning, should also challenge us. It serves as a guide for us to continually interrogate how each of our hearts might be transformed through Christ so that as we grow together in wisdom and love, the decisions we make are radically different, seen in each of our embodied lives of faith. Thanks be to God for grace and love, for mercy and forgiveness, for diversity and fellowship, And may we never forget that as God calls us towards radical transformation, we are enough. May we be strengthened, encouraged, and liberated. Amen.